Today's episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. Welcome everyone to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, Shahan J. Rogers, the college football insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find all of our work at texasfootball.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find us on Twitter at DCTF. You can subscribe, which please do if you haven't already, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We're starting to put together our recruiting magazine now, which will be the second of your subscription, uh, in addition to, of course, the summer magazine. It's a good uh, little deal, and, and again, it's just included free, well, not free, it's included <laughs> with your subscription. That's Ishmael Johnson over there. Ishman, how you doing? Doing good, man. We just got out of a meeting, and uh, how how's it, how's it feel knowing that you're probably going to get in on some high school action this year? Hey, man, I, I was joking during the meeting. I have had a uh, an easy existence, um, never having to keep my own stats, because I've never actually had to cover a high school football game, yeah. which is, you know, maybe not something I should say on the record, at, <laughs> uh, you know, on a podcast at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Right. Uh, but, I mean, like, I've been to plenty of games, obviously, right, right, but... Right. But I've never like actually had to truly cover one before. Mm-hmm. The only time that I've actually ever covered a high school sporting event, mm-hmm. other than like for like just going to see people for recruiting and stuff like that, yeah. was uh, back in 2016. I think it was my senior year of college, and the Dallas Morning News had me string for of all things my first and only foray into high school sports track. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, it was the oh. it was the regional track meet in Waco when I was at Baylor, and oh. so it was just like I just had to figure out. First of all, I had to figure out uh, what schools am I supposed to pay attention to because right. like they're like anyone within the coverage area. Just think about writing about them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I have a good grasp on who's in DFW, right? And then you realize that no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I probably know better now. Yeah. Uh, you know, who's in DFW. But I probably, oh man, there there were a lot that I'm sure that I missed at that point. <laughs> and then on top of that, you're just like, oh, three people want a thing at the same time. Who do I run after? Right. You know? And like, thankfully, obviously, at the end of the day, they put up like the final results and all that. And then I can kind of go through and do that. But like, oh man. And obviously, you know, when you're in college, like everything's so organized with like interviews and stuff, you're literally just running after people, man. It's, sure. And running after people who are obviously very fast or they wouldn't yeah. be there. But in college and pro people are brought to you right right right, right. hey give me that guy and in high school you're literally like wait come back (laughs) well and it's funny for me too because like i just because i try to follow all the rules and Mm -hmm. i try to play by the book and all that sort of stuff so it's like it's it also is just like a weird experience just running after people in their tents and stuff like that and everybody just being like yeah that's what you're supposed to do especially like in track where they're not used to being covered that much right so it's like they're they're like relaxed or they're ready to leave and they're like oh you want to talk to me sure right like they're like literally undressing like i'm just like oh man should i be here i don't know about this like this is but then they're like yeah sure i'll talk to you i'd love to be written up in the morning news you know and so yeah that was my only high school (laughs) experience i will covering. say track is one of the hardest because yeah, track is wild all day right uh yeah you, you gotta think about who you're gonna cover what the right. angle is gonna be and like, well and, and again it's it's extra hard too because like especially at a regional or, or even a state round mm-hmm. it's like when you are working with the morning news mm-hmm. you just have so many teams to worry about yeah and like you know i mean for example like if you are in you know a smaller city if you kind of have like a you know, a, a smaller coverage area, then at yeah. least you kind of know, right? You kind of know what's going on. But with me, I had to run after and be like, oh, wait, so that girl is like 
a, like a state class sprinter. Right. Like she's like, oh, oh, she's going to she's going to where? She's going to Arkansas to run track. Like yeah. you know, just having to learn it all on the fly. <laughs> but they did uh, they did like my work because I do know that they had other stringers that they had to string other things that same day, and they didn't run half of it. So they did appreciate mine. So <laughs> I will uh, I will take that. Yeah. Um, and so that's all to say that you know uh, Shahan's gonna have his first foray into <laughs> high school football coverage. Yeah, uh, this, and, and this uh, winter during state. And if you if you want to know just how seriously we take high school football around here, um, we are planning our state coverage right now on October twenty third. <laughs> that's that's uh, how we're spending our days. Yep. State isn't for we two just more. Got out months. of a roughly two hour meeting. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other thing, the other thing uh, that's a little relevant is I'm finally taking the time to read Friday Night Lights the book. Um, I've seen the TV series. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen the movie, funnily enough. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that my parents didn't show it to me. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm obviously very familiar with everything, but I yeah. haven't actually like taken the time to, to do it. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, I mean, so far I'm about a hundred pages in right now. Uh, really good, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I think, you know, obviously on the TV shows and the movies and stuff like that, you know, they, they don't sort of get into the weeds of mm-hmm. like, all the real stuff going on in town. Have you read the book? Uh, not in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I was the movie. The movie is a good adaptation. Right. It does like it does take a lot of the racial elements out. It yeah, hints which, at it in the movie, right. but in the book, it does get a little bit more. Well, and I was surprised how much they did. Yeah, you know, because I I thought that it would be very like kind of you know oh yeah high school football, but painting they a good, they painting a painting a pristine picture of right, it. Right, yeah. right. So no, it gets into it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, which I'm I'm pretty impressed by. Mm-hmm. Um and. No, it's done a good job. The, the cool thing for me, though, was uh, like 40 pages into the book, getting uh, my first reference to Texas Football Magazine. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of fun to obviously look at. I mean, obviously, I know what this magazine means to the state sure, and all sure. that. But it's like, you know, it's still pretty cool to be like, oh, yeah, this is an 88. Mm-hmm. You know, this is way back when. This is before I was born, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, they're making reference to the magazine. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, getting into the high school football side, right? There you so, go. Uh, and, and again, I mean, I... I've been all around colleges in the state, but, uh, but you know, I've been able to kind of dodge high schools for long enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, sounds like, sounds like this winter I'll get my first real, real experience. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of been a little bit of a quiet week, hasn't it? Yeah. Not much as like, as far as not game related, right. uh, not much is broken this week. Right. I mean, obviously the one thing is like, Texas State sounds like they're going to start Tyler Vitt because mm-hmm. Gresh Jensen is still in the concussion protocol. But, I mean, that's not necessarily a huge thing. Uh, Clayton Toon sounds like he might be back He's this week. He's practicing again? He's practicing. Yeah. Uh, just Duarte, the great beat writer over at the Chronicle, said that they're close. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily know whether he's going to start, which, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, and, actually, in other quarterback news, I saw that Tom Stewart overtook Wiley Green on the rice depth chart. So, they're kind of... Oh, I did see that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean... Which Stewart's the older guy, but it is a complicated system. I do understand why they wanted to roll with green, and they're high on green, and they're still high on green. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's. <sighs> I mean, we'll get to it, obviously, but but you know, I think we're kind of reaching the point where it's like, all right, Rice, you know, that was your shot against UTSA. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's. I don't know. It's just tough. It's yeah. just tough. You know, we we can't kind of say, oh, this is a hidden power that just hasn't had the chance yet. So. Let's go ahead and just move straight on to games then. You know, we got some really good games this week. Uh, and, and actually, this is 
I think my first two game weekend of uh, of the year. Okay. Yeah, I've I've kind of limited it to one because uh, you know for most of the year because like one I have a wife at home now and mm. like so now it's like uh kind of like being home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and two like just haven't been a lot of great opportunities to do it. Right. Um, but but this is my first one. So uh, our picks as always are brought to you by Arlington CVB. Um, what's going on in Arlington these days? Uh, I mean, obviously. We're about to get some XFL football. I was about to say, that, that's kind of the big thing right now is they're kind of pumping out all that. Uh, I think they released the renderings for Globe Life Park, nice, how that's nice. going to look. Uh, looks really interesting. Like, yeah. I, 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 did, I was really <laughs> curious how they were going to do it, yeah. but the renderings looks really, really cool of how they're going to adjust that. It is interesting XFL. that they're going to put like what sounds like a decent amount of money into it. Yeah. You know, Man, cause, it, looks rena- it looks completely different. Right, right, right. So, hey, the, the other Arlington thing that I'll go ahead and jump in is that uh, I have a story up on Shane Bouchel, you know, former oh. Arlington Lamar quarterback. There you so, go. Uh, so, com. Make sure and check it out. Uh, anyway. We're going to start with what I think is actually one of the more interesting games of the weekend, but it's on Thursday, so mm-hmm. you know we've got to talk about it. Houston, 13-point underdogs against SMU, 6.30 p.m. Thursday on ESPN. Houston coming off of a 24-17 win over UConn, and SMU coming off of a 45-21 win over Temple. Now, from what I've heard from people, it sounds like Houston staff is kind of confident about this game. Yeah, you were talking about this a little bit, which is interesting yeah yeah um you know which hey you know what if you're not confident going into football games then, sure. then why do you play yeah, this no one's play the sport be confident. and i mean the thing is too is like we talk a lot about the tanking whatever but mm-hmm. like it's pretty hard to tank at football right because like if you tank you could literally get your brains beat out yep you know so like it's kind of hard to tell it's guys like unhealthy to, to tank right in you can right. really get hurt actually. right and so and i mean they've played hard i mean regardless of what's happened the last couple of weeks I mean, mm-hmm. they've played hard obviously yeah uh last week against uh against uconn they start logan holgerson at quarterback mm-hmm. because clayton toon was dealing with a quad injury which by the way the one thing that i will say is i don't understand how the second that Derek king decided not to play for the rest of this year i don't understand how that second they didn't move bryson smith to quarterback full-time right because he's an awesome receiver, mm-hmm. right? And I get that, but they've only used him and they've only practiced him in Wildcat sets. Yeah. And he was recruited to Houston as a quarterback. Now, I think that, you know, we can acknowledge that he probably hasn't, you know, shown the ability to be a full-time quarterback mm-hmm. uh, in any system, you know. But, but I mean, the idea that you have Clayton Toon, who, again, is a true sophomore, a 19-year-old kid, and that's the only scholarship quarterback on your roster. Yeah. And then you're moving on to the coach's son. And, like, I don't think that Logan's bad by any means. But, I mean, he had a decent game, actually, against UConn. Mm-hmm. But, like, even then, just those two guys. Right. And that's the list. Yeah, that's that's all you have. It's, it's a program like Houston that's setting itself up to, you know, that that's their standards are that they should be competing for New Year's Six every year. Yeah. And, like... It's wild. You only have two scholarship quarterbacks on right. the that's, Right. I don't know. Like you mentioned, that's an insane depth issue that you wouldn't expect in a place like Houston. Texas right. State has three scholarship quarterbacks. Right. Like, well, well, actually, four. Because yeah. they have, they have uh, right. Vitt, Jensen, Case, and Gibson, if they right. wanted to, who they moved right. to receiver. Like, Texas State has four. You should have four. If, UTEP has seven. Yeah. UTEP has seven scholarship quarterbacks. Scholarship quarterbacks. Like, yes, that is something that should be on the docket. And, I mean, that's something that better right. be on the docket this offseason. Well, I still understand how you don't, if you're Dana Holgerson, look at the roster over the offseason and say, we just got to add somebody. Well, also, like, I mean, th- this, th- 
obviously it was a shock when I just, I just realized we didn't even say Brady McBride who's technically a scholarship quarterback. Also true, yeah. So. Texas, Texas State <laughs> has five scholarship <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, but, like, that's not even – because, obviously, when Derek King announced sure. he was in a red shirt, it was a shock. Yeah. That couldn't have been out of the realm of possibilities this no. offseason. No. Did, Holgerson had to have that, you know, red button, hit in case of emergency, ready to go. So he had to have known that that was a possibility. Well, and, and even on top of that, I mean, you have to at least think that it was a possibility that – um, that King could have transferred over the offseason. Yeah, that's you know? true. Not even counting about the redshirt thing. Or also, he gets hurt because he, right. he got hurt last year. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, he's kind of small, yeah. you know, and that's and, fine. But and like, he runs a lot. And so, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of things. I don't know if, I don't know if maybe they tried and they just didn't get the guy they wanted. Maybe, or, maybe. you know, who knows? They probably did try. Um, right. And they just didn't, he didn't like the guys that they had or, you know, something along those lines. Or he didn't want somebody taking reps they couldn't get anybody that was willing to take third string reps or sure. I, don't I mean, know. you know, a lot well, of things could happen, but sure. it's just really weird. It's just really hot. Well, the thing is, though, is that they would have been taking backup reps because the mm-hmm. whole point is that Clayton Toon was supposed to register this year. That's true. And so, I mean, yes, I think that it is always hard to say you will definitively be number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in many cases, I think that's where you turn to the Juco ranks. You know, yeah, I mean, sure, like, sure. like I even more than um, even more than transfer guys because a lot of I mean, graduates just want to play. That's the point. You know, I mean, they want to play football. That's good. Um, yeah. But I, I think that, well, I mean, the two guys who come to mind are actually both tech guys. You know, wh- why didn't they get McLean Carter? You know, yeah. I mean, and maybe he was just like, I can play at Rutgers. Sure. But right. like, but like, why don't you kind of go all out for McLean Carter or even Jackson Tyner? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, coming from Rice and then going to Texas Tech, I mean, he knew that he wasn't going to play for real at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. He could have maybe played for real at SMU and maybe not, but like, maybe, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's one <laughs> of those things where it's just like, you're Houston, you know, and, and yeah. you fairly think that you should be half a step higher than the rest of the group of five. I mean, how are you in this position? But mm-hmm. anyway, not to get too much. I mean, we did like eight minutes just there on Houston's quarterback <laughs> issues. But, um, you know, Houston, 13-point underdogs at home against SMU. Now, I do think that Houston's going to be very motivated for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, losing to SMU was really the thing that set off their season in a bad direction. Right. You know, I mean, that's, Especially because at the time, same, uh, SMU wasn't in a good spot. No, 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 no. no. And so... And I, I'm sure they will remember that game, mm-hmm. right? So the players will, even sure. if the coaches are new. Um, they get them at home. They get them on national TV. But the flip side of that is that SMU is rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, SMU is an incredible pass offense, which has been Houston's biggest weakness. Yep. They can also run the ball, which also hasn't been a strength for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um and SMU's going to be able to take away the run game, I think. And they're going to cause whichever quarterback's back there, either Clayton Toon or uh, Logan Holgerson, a lot of issues with that defensive line. Like, mm-hmm. I just I just look at this game, right? And I just don't know where the advantage is for Houston. Sure. No, I agree. Um, I think the line's, what, 13? Yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. Because, and it, it does, God, it really does depend on who's that quarterback, right? Yeah. Because, like, when Clayton Toon's been there or someone not Logan Holgerson – They've looked okay. Yeah. Right? Um, they haven't gotten blown out this year. I'm trying to think of their worst loss. Houston's, I mean. Um, I mean, they got killed by Oklahoma. I mean, the score wasn't Sure, but it was like, but, it, but the final score was like 18-ish. It, it wasn't, was 18. Like, it wasn't it was like, they haven't, you know, 13's a good line because, you know, are you saying that, and granted, they also had Derek King that game. They did. Um, are you saying that, you know... Oklahoma? I mean, are you saying SMU can rack it up more than Oklahoma did? Or, you know, things like there's No, but I mean, I think, like that, that. I think that they can play for four quarters in a way that Oklahoma kind of didn't. Sure, sure. Because this sure, is a conference sure. game for them. That's right. um, you know, and, and like you look at the scores, the, 
Cincinnati, they lost to by 15. And yeah. I think that SMU is a better team than Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the other thing is that they're a better offense. They're going to put up more points, I think. Right. And all that, I mean, like I said, all that comes to a head again if Logan Holgerson's a quarterback and they can't put right. up those points to match. That, that's the <laughs> thing. Is I think that SMU is two touchdowns better than Houston with Clayton Toon in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think they might be four touchdowns better if Logan Holgerson's in the lineup. That, that's, I, yeah, I mean, that's just they looked so bad last week against Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked just so bad i i connecticut is one of the five worst teams in america mm-hmm. and on top of that we talked about it last week i mean they've improved to be the number 98 defense in college football <laughs> right yeah. i mean last year and they've gotten better than 2018 but last year they had the worst defense of all time so I just I just don't really see the path for Houston winning. I think that SMU and, and on top of that, it's a statement game for for SMU. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is the national TV Thursday night. Um, you know, I mean, this is I think a chance for them to really show people what's what. And then because the other thing too after that is, and, and I guess maybe the flip side is that this is a look ahead spot. But mm-hmm. like, then you get ten days to prepare for Memphis. Yeah. Right. So if you go out there and you kick the crap out of Houston, who also I mean, both of them are coming off of short weeks too, which I think hurts houston mm-hmm. um i i don't know i just don't see houston's path to even competing in this game yeah i mm, i don't either um because you look at you look at houston you look at whoever's behind center whether it's clayton Tune or logan holgerson you look at what their primary objective is going to be it's going to be to run with kyle porter yeah guess what smu's top 30 in rushing defense right like they're they're a team that right. let me see their average they're giving up 3.5 yards of carry. Whew. Like, <laughs> that And they don't is, give up big plays. They don't give up big plays. That's better than Oregon's defense, right. which is really good. Yeah. Better than Baylor's defense, which has been really good. Yeah. They've be- they're better than Iowa State's defense. They're better wow. than Bama's defense on yards <laughs> per rush. <laughs> well, like... <laughs> what do you... You know, what do you... Right. What do you do if like, Kyle Porter can't get anything? And I, the answer is nothing. Right. <laughs> and so I, I don't see yeah. SMU having a problem covering this. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Texas A&M, a 10-point favorite against Mississippi State at home, 11 a.m. on SEC Network. These games are on Saturday, obviously. Texas A&M coming off a 24-17 win over Ole Miss. Mississippi State coming off a 36-13 loss to LSU. And here is my analysis for this game. Kellen Mond is at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't yeah that, that might be enough yeah i i think that mississippi state is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. they brought in jim moorhead uh as their head coach former offense coordinator at penn state who is awesome by the yeah. way at penn state yep. um and he has not been able to make anything of this offense nope. i mean it's it's been you know earlier in the year you know if you're a big 12 fan you know kansas state goes on the road and beats them and gets into the top 25 based off of it mm-hmm. They've lost three straight games, including a 10-point loss to Tennessee, obviously not being remotely competitive against Auburn and LSU. Right. Uh, again, the defense is pretty good. Um, the offense is pretty trash. And I don't really know how that fares against the Texas A&M defense that's playing pretty well right now. Yeah. Um, I Golly. I don't know. You... One, Mississippi State hasn't won an away game so far this year. We've only yeah, had two, yeah. but one of those losses was to Tennessee, which right. is not a good program right now. By double digits. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. do you know how many yards their quarterback threw for against uh, against Tennessee? Oh, God. I'm going to say 100. Somewhere around 100. 79. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not good. No, uh, no it is not. <laughs> 
They God. have had zero quarterbacks throw for 250 yards in a game. Jeez. And actually, in four... And see, that wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be a bad thing if this is a Dan Mullen team. Right. But like Joe Moorhead does want to throw the ball more. <laughs> yes. Uh, in their last three games, mm-hmm. they haven't had a 100-yard rusher either. Mm, 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 mm. Has Kylan out? I, I don't actually know that off the top know. of my head. Because um, he's really good, but... Yeah. Also, no, I'll throw, I'll throw something else for A&M, too. Um, again, what do, what do Jimbo teams and what what have, what's always been the correlation with success in A&M is running, running yeah. the ball, right? Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, 75th All right. in, in yards allowed per rush. All right. Uh, that is 4.5 yards a carry. So, Man. If you, 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 Aggies, I better hope that they just yeah. decide to just run the ball about 30 times a game. <laughs> 30 times in this game, collectively, probably about 40 with whoever they have back there. Um, you know, Spiller, I guess Spiller? Spiller's playing. Okay, Spiller's playing. Okay, yeah. I know there was some injury concern a little bit with him. As far as I know, he's playing. Okay. Um, and Mon should also have some options because he ran a little bit against Ole Miss. Maybe they decide to you run him hope. more because this is a defense that can't stop the run. Right. Um, yeah. Kellerman should not have to win this game right. throwing 40 times. Yeah. Uh, and I, it turns out Kylan Hill did play in those three games. Uh, he just got outrushed by the quarterback all three times and averaged in consecutive games 2.6 yards per rush, 1.2 yards per rush, 2.3 yards per rush. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so Again, Kylan Hill is a good player, yeah. and they are doing nothing with yeah. him. So. And I'll say all – yeah, granted they've played Auburn and number 2 LSU as well. Yeah. But all but one of their losses has been by over, by 10 or more. Yeah. So Kansas State was the only one and Kansas State doesn't look very good right now. No. So I think A&M is better than Kansas State. I think A&M Congrats. is better than Tennessee. Congrats. <laughs> I think they can cover the spread. <laughs> that's my that's that's my analysis. <laughs> all right, moving on. Rice 10 point underdogs at against Southern Miss at home 12 p.m. on ESPN plus Rice coming off of that 31 27 loss to UTSA uh, Southern Miss coming off of a 45 to 30 loss to Louisiana Tech uh, like we mentioned Rice is playing Tom Stewart at quarterback uh, instead of Wiley Green mm-hmm. at least to start right mm. golly they're at home they're at home which are they're all right at home I'm gonna say they cover yeah I'm going to say they cover. I can't, I'm not picking them out right until the last week of the season when they play UTEP. Um, and then even then we'll see that game. But again, Rice hasn't, they haven't gotten blown out this year. No. Um, again, Southern Miss is one of their better uh, opponents this year too. Yeah. But Rice is. Well, they got blown out against Texas. Fair enough. But, but fair yeah. enough. Yeah, no, yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. Um, but as bad as Rice has been, they haven't been getting steamrolled. No. They've been able to hold their own against basically whoever. So I'll say they cover. I'm a little worried that this is when the bottom falls out. Also true. Because yeah. last, I mean, we thought last week would be when they, get, right. when they steer the ship. Right. UTSA was their best chance at a win. Um, not just that they've had, but one of their two best chances to get a win all season. Mm-hmm. And now you host Southern Miss, who's coming off of a pretty bad loss. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we saw against UNT what this team can do offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, the one other thing that I'll say, too, that I feel like matchup-wise is a very bad fit for Rice is that Rice is very good against the run, mm-hmm. and they are very bad against the pass. Mm-hmm. And Jack Abraham is the best group of five quarterback that nobody's talking about. You know, I mean, I think he's up there in that top group of group of five quarterbacks this year. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he throws for nearly 400 yards a game. So I just think that this is going to be a bad matchup for them. Um, you know, Southern Miss has a receiver, Quez Watkins, who's going to be in the NFL next year. Mm-hmm. And I think Rice has no answer for him. Right. Um, so I, 
I'm not going to say that this is the bottom falls out game, but I think it's going to be more than 10 points, unfortunately. That's fair. That's a good point. I didn't think about that where it's, I mean, eventually players get a sick of losing and players have to be demoralized. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Mike Bloomgren is the type of guy that keeps his players playing hard for 12 games and they, the bottom doesn't fall out. Yeah. But these players are human, and well, eventually it, it, things. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be shocking to just be like, oh God, again, right. down another again. one, yeah, another one. So. Right, right. Uh, moving on, North Texas three and a half point favorites at Charlotte, two thirty p.m. on ESPN Plus. Uh, North Texas coming off of a thirty-three thirty win over M- uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, and Charlotte coming off of a thirty to fourteen loss to Western Kentucky. And I think that this line says how lowly that vegas and cusa and the nation sees north texas right now yeah (laughs) and and i think that that's largely deserved you know i mean there's not a real reason that they should have struggled so much with middle tennessee Mm -hmm. um and obviously two weeks ago that southern miss game completely unacceptable right uh i still think that charlotte is not a very good football team Mm -hmm. um i mean they're under a first year head coach uh yeah i believe right no no he he went to yes is it mike houston mike houston went to ecu ECU after stopping here remember yes he took the job and and then then will healy is the head coach here now uh from austin Austin p P. yeah yeah so uh that was a whole weird thing that happened this offseason um but uh you know you look at their results right they have a win over umass where they look, where they won fifty two seventeen looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that Webb is oh Gardner Webb Gardner Webb Gardner yes, Webb. Yes, I was yes. trying to think out what Webb was. See, I, saw, I saw a bulldog. I'm like, wait, do they beat Fresno? And I'm like, there's <laughs> no way, right? No Gardner um, Webb FCS. Yeah, they played well against App, and since then it's kind of been a downward trajectory. Mm-hmm. So I mean, losses to FAU, FIU, uh, Western Kentucky, Clemson, obviously. I haven't seen a truly positive data point this year. I mean, again, they have those two wins, Gardner-Webb and UMass, and in every other game, they've lost by 15 points or more. Right. Yeah, so, and look, I don't know how good North Texas is. I mean, but I still think that they're, relatively speaking, in the top tier of their division. Yeah. And Charlotte, I mean, I it, they're just not very good. They're right. just not very good. Yeah. I think, no, this is, I think North Texas covers pretty comfortably. Um I think this is a lot of, like you mentioned, Vegas not knowing what to do with North Texas. Where they, Fair. They've underperformed. <laughs> Me neither. Right. They've underperformed. They haven't really – I'm trying to look at their results as well. Even in their wins, not a lot of them have been comfortable. No, UTSA not at all. was it, I yeah. think. Even ACU, they let ACU hang around yeah. and come back, yeah. put up garbage time points. Um, but – I mean, Charlotte, to me, there's there's no data point to, like you mentioned, there's yeah. no data point to grab on to say, aha, here's what Charlotte does well. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if, if you had if you had set the line for me for North Texas minus nine, right. I probably would have taken it. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I'm pretty shocked that it's this low. And honestly, if, if, if this game is in the fourth quarter and this line is in play. Sure. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just, just we're in big, big trouble when it comes to Nortex. But yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah, I'm, cu- I'm curious. Da, 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 da. Charlotte's total def- or yards per play. Yeah. 6.2 yards per play. That is 100th yeah. exactly in the country. So, yeah, yeah I better move the ball. Uh, <laughs> offensively, they are, oh, 
that's not they're forty forty first yeah. in offense uh, yards per play. Yeah. So, no, I mean they can put up points. I mean they they did it against FIU. They did it against FAU. Obviously, forty one against App. Yeah, I mean they they can put up points. Um, but, you know, so it could turn into a shootout. But I mean, if if it if it turns into a shootout, I'll take North Texas. Right. Well, and if if it turns into a shootout and Mason Fine can't shoot the hell out of them, then <laughs> I mean I I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Texas Tech minus three and a half at Kansas, six p.m. on FS1. Uh, Tech. Coming off of a 34-24 loss to Iowa State. Kansas coming off of a 50-48 loss to Texas. You, you remember that one? I, yeah. I, I remember that one. Uh, <laughs> this is a classic case of Vegas having no earthly clue to do with either of these teams. I like this line. Yeah. I really like this line. <laughs> this is a really good line. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so here's my thoughts. I think that Tech's defense is actually good. Okay. I don't think they're great. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're consistent mm-hmm. as yet, but I think that they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Texas last week, I think they were just looking ahead. They just overlooked Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, their secondary is really banged up. Yeah. They have zero pass rush, and Tech does have a pass rush. Mm-hmm. So Tech is going to get after them. They're going to contain better. I mean, Broderick Washington, Eli Howard, these are guys, you know, Nelson Abanasor, mm-hmm. those are guys that can create a pocket. And I think that, you know, you look at what Kansas was able to do. I mean, Pico Williams just bumped outside and they had nothing, right? right? And and I don't think that's going to happen against Tech to that extent. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that Brent, Brett Dearman is legitimately a very good coordinator. Right. You know, I mean, I think they have something. I think that their players have always been a little better than they've been coached. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's easy to kind of just say, oh, they're Kansas, they're Kansas players, no, whatever. I mean, right. but I think they are better players. I think that they've done a good job of increasing the level of talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. Not to a level where they should be able to compete with Tech, in my opinion. Sure. Not in a, obviously not to a level where they should have been able to compete with the Texas Longhorns. Right. But I do think that they're further along than maybe they looked even last year. Uh, but at the same time, again, I think that Tech's going to be able to contain them a little better. Um, that defense is still really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to beat Tech right now is to make Jet Duffy make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that this is a Jayhawks team that can do it. So I think it's going to be competitive. I think it could turn into a shootout. But I think that Tech's defense is going to be able to make more plays, especially from that secondary, uh, to eventually let them win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, the one the one caveat that you really can't you know, put a data point to is, what's it look like when Brett Dearman has film on his offense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, this, sure. that that's going to be – I mean, more or less that decides the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Brett Dearman looked great. And the offense looked great. Pook Williams had an incredible game. Yeah. Uh, Carter Stanley played really well. But what happens now when you say, okay, here's what these guys did. You yeah. know, Tech has a week of film to prepare for now. Right. The one caveat I will give Kansas, I don't think they cover, but the one thing I'll say is Tech has really struggled against good running teams. Mm-hmm. Good running backs, I should say. Yeah, Not yeah. just running teams per se, but um, against Iowa State, Brees Hall, 183. Uh, against Baylor, you know, they have, they average nearly five yards a carry. Right. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's Chuba Hubbard, but, you know, he had 150 yards. Against Arizona, they gave over 300 yards rushing. Yeah. So that's the one thing I will say. I don't – Carter Stanley's not having the game that he no, did against Texas. No. Um, but if Puka Williams is the reason this game is close, sure. But I, I think Tech covers regardless. I am curious, though, yeah. whether uh, – you know, I mean, I think that you look at some of those other guys. I mean – I didn't watch a whole lot of Brees Hall last week, but you mm. know they. But especially on Chuba Hubbard, sure, like, yeah, Chuba Hubbard's Chuba. Well, no sure, one's sure, that's just a thing him. that happens. Yeah. But I'm curious how they do against sort of more of a scat back. 
Sure, you know, sure. um, those are more physical runners, right? Yeah. Right, right. And so I'm curious how he kind of uh, how they deal with a guy who bounces to the outside because because mm-hmm. if you look at the way that their defense is set up, yeah, you know it should it should play to a certain extent into the teeth of their defense. Sure, sure. You know, so I am curious whether they can kind of keep contain and and again, I mean, if if you make a if you make a running back bounce further outside, mm-hmm. that just gives more time. Yep. You know, and so. I'm curious to see how they play against that. Again, I, I don't think that Tech is going to have too much trouble covering, but no, 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 no. But uh, but I mean, you know, you kind of have to. I'm curious. I mean, you know, we have one data point on Houston. I mean, on uh, Kansas, but it is a very good data point. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I think during the broadcast they made a good point where it's like, even if Kansas doesn't, you know, springboard this season, right? Like they're gonna. I feel they're the type of offense, and they they seem like the type of team that's gonna get someone. Yeah, it looked like they almost got Texas. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Tech, yeah. but they're a team that's like, okay, this is something that maybe is going to catch someone off guard somewhere down the line. Yeah, so I just don't think it's this week. I think Tech covers pretty comfortably. Well, I mean, I do think it will hurt them like, again, like uh, when when Brett Dearman becomes the Dallas Cowboys coach. But <laughs> right. uh, but you know, I mean, until that point, I think I think yeah, you have to take that. <laughs> Texas State's twelve uh, point underdog on the road against Arkansas State, six p.m. on ESPN Plus. Uh, Texas State coming off a 24-14 loss to ULM. Arkansas State coming off of a 17-point loss to ULL. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana, Raging Cage, whatever they want to call themselves. Right. is perfectly fine with us. <laughs> so, uh, as we mentioned, Tyler Vate probably getting the start in this game uh, over Gresh Jansen. Uh, I mean, things can change with the concussion protocol, but mm-hmm. it sure looks like it's... I mean, it doesn't sound like he's practiced this week, so it would be right. pretty surprising. We, we heard that apparently Cedric Case could get in. We heard that potentially Jalen Gibson could get in, mm-hmm. um, which they haven't really used Gibson in any other roles, have they? No, he has not played a receiver, I think, as much as maybe it was hinted at or as much as they needed him to. Right. Um, I mean, I, I just don't quite get that either. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I kind of get it. Um, they had... It was always weird to move into receiver because I thought they had a lot of unproven potential players there right. anyway, and so I felt like those guys probably deserved looks because this is their right. first year in like this type of offense where they mm-hmm. can really show their talent. Um, but yeah, like he is, I believe he's the tallest receiver on the roster, or at least really? one of maybe. Yeah. Um, so I figured is he, he taller than Haydell? I believe so. They're probably close. They're probably yeah. Let They're me probably see. like six two. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Jalen Gibson is six two. Jeremiah Haydell is roughly he's only six feet, yeah. So I think he might be the tallest receiver on the roster. All right, all right. Um, so you know, it is a little weird that they didn't put him as maybe that you know deep threat. Um, but you know, who knows? Yeah, uh, we'll see if he gets in the game this week. The one thing, <laughs> the one thing that I think plays into Tech State's favor is they're they are terrible against the run. Yeah. Arkansas State does not run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay against the pass. Yeah. And that's what Arkansas State hinges its offense on. Yeah. I think they cover. Okay. I don't obviously I don't pick them out right cuz I don't think Tyler Vitt has the consistency to not make mistakes. I think he's that's, sure. that's his thing. That's why that's why Jensen's been the quarterback. Um because Vitt's known for at least about two turnovers a game. Sure. Um, God. But, I mean, there is something to be said about having two weeks to prepare, or having a week to prepare. Actually, God, roughly two weeks, because they played Thursday games. So, right. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's basically been two weeks. But, um, yeah, no, I, I I think they cover, but I don't think 
Arkansas State still wins. I I haven't been encouraged when I've seen Tyler Vitt play quarterback. Right. I mean, the thing with <laughs> Jensen and Vitt are the opposite players. Yep. Because Jensen will throw everything, will launch everything everywhere at all times. Mm-hmm. and Including to the other team. Exactly. <laughs> His passes will reach somebody. Yeah. Uh, and Vit, I mean, you know, again, we mentioned before he has the big arm, but like, he doesn't play like it. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, he he's one of those players who who has some of the physicals, but he's like a six six receiver who plays like he's five eight. Right. You know, who who thinks that he's supposed to be you know running slot when he's really supposed to be jumping over guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I just I'm trying to think of the the last time that I felt comfortable watching Vid under center uh, in this offense. Oh God. I mean, it, it's, I can't think of one, obviously, Mm-mm. you know I mean? Like he threw a single nice, a single nice pass against SMU. Yes. I do remember that. Yep. And other than that, he's kind of been a disaster. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's all about fit. It's all about learning the system and stuff like that. And I mean, Jensen always had the advantage because he played with, a uh, with, uh, uh, Bob's did before. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was always going to be an advantage for him, but like, I just haven't seen even a flash. I feel like from Tyler Vitz right. and, um, and actually I'm looking at his stats right now and they're worse than I expected. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's only thrown 26 passes, mm-hmm. but you know, he has 163 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. That's his whole season, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, <sighs> I just, I just don't see how they're going to score points. That's fair. And, um, you know, I think they'll be able to run the ball a little better. And actually that's one thing too, where like, they have, like, uh, Anthony Taylor at running back who they feel good about. I mean, that would even be a thing to try, a, a, you know, a Gibson at running back. You sure. Know? <laughs> just let him something run forward, barrel something forward. Something going, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I just think they're going to struggle to score points, and I know Arkansas State can put up big numbers. So I, I think that they're going to – I think that Arkansas State's going to cover. Okay. That's fair. So. I can't – I can't really – it is me definitely looking at this with optimism, knowing sure, that the sure, pass sure. defense is Texas State's it is. best it absolutely trait. Is. Um, but, I mean, it would not surprise me if Arkansas State still able to pass the ball because they've been right. able to do that all season against right. everybody. So um, even against a defense like SMU's, which is obviously better than Texas State's this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. That wouldn't surprise me at all if they cover. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little concerned. I, I just sure. want to see, and, and you know, what? I'd love for Vit to go out there and prove me wrong. I'd love for you know all of them to kind of go out mm-hmm. there and prove me wrong. But I, I just look at Arkansas State, and I think that that's a team that has competed with everybody so far on their schedule. Yeah, you know, and and they've played a they've played a tough schedule. You mentioned SMU. I mean, obviously Georgia's the one that they didn't compete with. You know, sure, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, they beat Troy. I mean, they did lose to Georgia State a couple weeks ago. So I mean, they're not like an elite team. Sure, but I don't know. I still just. I don't know. <laughs> That's, what it That's comes right. no, no, no. It's, I just, it's, I just yeah. don't know. I just don't. Again, same deal uh, as I was saying against Houston. I just don't know what the path is necessarily. If yeah. if Vitz in the starting lineup, unless he just does something that we haven't seen, which he could do. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> UTEP twenty one point underdogs at home against Louisiana Tech. Uh, UTEP thirty two seventeen lost to FIU last week. It, I don't know why I'm just struggling to say words all of a sudden. I apologize. Louisiana Tech, 45-30 win over Southern Miss last week. One of the most impressive weeks uh, so far from a Conference USA team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, 7 p.m. on ESPN3, which means that I will have to get my parents' cable subscription so that I can watch the ESPN3 game. So I can watch some freaking UTEP football. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. 
Ah, oh, the things you do for this program oh, that does oh. not reciprocate love. <laughs> I, I love you, El Paso. Please, please do better. Oh, twenty-one. See, this is. I think I saved Greg from this last week. Sure, UTEP doesn't get blown out. No, the similar to Rice, um, except it's not. <laughs> I from as far as Rice, there's always like, oh, they're in the game and they're a good win. UTEP is they're never in the game, but they're never also down by three scores. Right. <laughs> it's, it's that weird like they're just consistently down ten. <laughs> right, <laughs> it just seems like. Um, they've been, I don't know, they've been really good against the spread, mm-hmm. uh, this year, and so I think they, they got blown up by tech, five touchdowns, but like that's sure. tech, that's tech. Other than that, they haven't lost by 15 points all season, right? And so, I th- and 21's a lot, um, yeah, 21's a lot of points. I think yeah. they cover, I think they'll be fine, but, yeah. Um, and granted, LaTex, you know, they beat no. UMass, but UMass isn't very good. LaTex, um, I think LaTex legit, yeah, lot, they are legit. I think and they're the favorite in the West right now, that's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think UTEP covers, but I think it's like they lose by eighteen. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean I agree. I I think that their defense is good. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and the thing is too, when when Dana Dimmel came in, he was like, "We are going to muck up football games." Sure, and that is exactly what's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just look at this team, I look at this game, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know." Like, why would I think that they would all of a sudden be the one team that goes out and win by wins by twenty four? Right. You know, like I, they're they're good, but like they're playing at UTEP too. I think that there's going to be a decent crowd. Um, yeah, I don't know. They and and even I mean, even you look at Louisiana Tech, like like you mentioned, they blew out UMass, who's not very good. Went to overtime against Rice. You know, they beat FIU by twelve. Mm-hmm. They beat Bowling Green. That was one that they won by twenty eight. So that was yeah. one blowout. But I mean, again, Bowling Green has also not stayed close against other teams sure like that's one thing about utep right is that utep might lose every game the rest of the year but they're never going to make things look too bad mm-hmm. and, and again that's part of the whole point yeah. of, of dana dimmel system but uh yeah i mean i think i think that they're able to keep things within 21 at least sure. so i agree we're gonna pick utep to cover please please my my beloved El Paso wins. Please, <laughs> please show us something. <laughs> all right we're gonna finish off with the game that i'm going to on saturday uh tcu a one point underdog against Texas. That line moved. Yeah, it's been all over the place. Huh. That that okay. So I I've seen actually basically every line on this game. Sure. Right? Yeah. I've basically seen it go three points in either direction. Mm-hmm. And it opened up with three for TCU, right? I, some places open up three for TCU. Some open up three for Texas. Some open up two point five. I mean, they've it's it, this really is a game that nobody knows what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, two thirty p.m. on Fox. TCU coming off a twenty four seventeen loss to Kansas State. Texas coming off of a fifty forty eight win over Kansas. Mm-hmm. Here is my thoughts. I don't understand why this line is moving so much because I think that Texas can do so many things that TCU can't do. Yep. <laughs> and, like, I don't think that Texas is a great team. Like, I think that, again, I, we talked about it, I think, uh, on the last program. Like, I think that they're clearly worse than Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I think they're clearly worse than Baylor. That doesn't even count Oklahoma. And I think that they are very much in the middle group with Oklahoma State and, and some of those other teams. And I don't think right now we can view them as one of the top-tier teams. Yep. But... TCU is one of the lower teams right now. You know, TCU's probably going to miss a bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just where we are with TCU right now. And, you know, you look at what Kansas did last week, and, and I'm sure that some thought process by Vegas is like, oh, well, you know, I mean, but but TCU must be better than Kansas, right? And, like, <laughs> maybe, but sure. <laughs> but the thing that Kansas does well, or at least did well last week, was they moved the ball, and they managed to get the, the game to the second level, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing that you say about Kansas. What they did last week is they made 
the second level of Texas defenders make plays. Mm-hmm. You know, they they took it right to Brandon Jones before he got hurt. They took it to the cornerbacks. They took it to the inexperienced linebackers. They mm-hmm. didn't let the line decide the game. As much as as much as. It, yeah, you continue with that. I'll, I'll get yeah. this out. <laughs> well, and, and TCU, I think, has actually done a very good job uh, on the line so far this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that their offensive line has actually been pretty decent this year mm-hmm. in some ways. If they had this line last year, yeah. you know, maybe Sean Robinson has a better year. Yeah. Um, but they cannot threaten the second level of the defense. No, that, and that's the big thing is, yes, yes, Puka Williams destroyed Texas last week. Yeah. But he also did it with the balance of Carter Stanley also right. being able to make throws. Um, every time Texas has looked vulnerable defensively is when they've been kept off balance. Right. The even against Oklahoma, yes, they were you know, Oklahoma ran the ball like it was nothing, mm-hmm. but it was with because Jalen Hurts has Oklahoma receivers to throw to. Right. Um a one dimensional team has not beaten Texas or has not looked good against Texas. And I don't right. Well, I'll even say more than that. Yeah. You know, there's I think it's one thing to be one dimensional. Mm-hmm. I think that TCU's good at the wrong dimension against Texas. Sure. Right. And, like, I mean, Texas isn't – they're really not great anywhere on defense. But no. they're fine against the run. Like, well, the, you want to be able to attack the young secondary. You want to be able to attack the injured secondary. You, I don't know. Like you mentioned, it's the wrong part. You don't want to be right. running necessarily into that front seven well, who's not good at pass rushing. But right. They're okay at rush defense. Well, and the thing is, too, is that I honestly think, too, if, if you have a – I mean, and Darius Anderson could do this a little bit, but if you had a running back who wants to bounce outside... Right, that's where you can be Texas. Right, you know, if you want to go after Taquan Graham, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, you know, they've struggled on, at the end this year, and they've struggled to keep contain in the mm-hmm. run game. So, like... But guess what? You're running at... They're right. one. They're running at Keandre Coburn. Yeah, they're <laughs> one like, <laughs> really, really good player. Yeah, on you're that running defense. into Joseph Osai. You're running right. into these guys who okay, these guys are good. These right. guys can play, and that's where their physicality is. Right, right. So, and, and that's just that's just talking to you offensively. I mean, their defense sure. has been um, a mess as well. No, this is not a defense that that's going to be able to get to Sam Ellinger. Right. That this hasn't been. If this right. was last year's TCU defense, or right. this was literally any other TCU defense, right? Uh, this is something where you're like, ah, can they protect Sam Ellinger? It's like, yeah, I don't. I'm not concerned about that. Right, week. right, and. And the other thing, too, is like, I think that one of the trump cards that they really have on offense mm-hmm. is Devin Duvernay. You yeah. know, he's the perfect guy to slot right under that that uh, four two five defense, you know, and, and if we look up and he has 11 catches this game, right. like <laughs> and, and it might be I mean, it might be 11 catches for 62 yards, right? right? Like, it's not going to be for a lot of yards, but they're going to be able to keep the ball moving down the field because of Devin Duvernay. And, um, you know, because Jeff Gladney's still awesome. I mean, yeah. that's that hasn't changed. Uh, and he will be able to take away a receiver. In fact, I will say he probably will just completely eliminate Colin Johnson from the game. Funny note about – so I <laughs> I was watching the Kansas game Yeah, with my grandma. And Why would you do that to her? <laughs> well, she's a Texas fan. And so we were watching – Why would you do that to her? <laughs> I should just hide as like I don't know I don't know what I don't know what channel it's on. Here. I don't know. We don't um, get the Longhorn now. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so we were watching the game, and uh, I think it was the first quarter. I think it was just like early in the game. Yeah. And she was like, "Is Colin Johnson hurt?" And I was like, oh, "I don't. I, I didn't know. Like I legitimately. Right. I was like, oh, right. I don't know." And uh, she was like, oh, "Okay." And then, like third quarter, she was like. Oh, there he is! <laughs> like yeah. my grandma did not know. Yeah. It was. It took three quarters for her to realize that Colin Johnson was on the field against right. Kansas. She's. She literally looked at me. She's like, I thought he was hurt. I didn't see him all game. I was like, Yeah, yeah that's 
It's about Colin Johnson in a nutshell, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to be very clear, right? Yeah. That, and, and actually, funnily enough, mm-hmm. uh, this may come as a huge shock to literally everybody, including your grandma. He finished mm-hmm. with 96 yards. See, he it, was good, but yeah. it was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and, and I mean, not not to go on my uh, my Colin Johnson's soapbox because, yeah. you know, that's this is not the time or place. But, I yeah. mean, he the difference between Colin Johnson and, like, really good receivers in this state mm-hmm. is that even when they don't touch the ball yeah. – they impact games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, even even though the team has done a god-awful job of scheming for him, mm-hmm. like, Jalen Rager makes defenses move. Yeah. You know, Denzel Mims makes teams move. Tylen Wallace makes defenses move. Uh, C.D. Lamb, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you have to try and bracket him. Like, you just don't have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot play the receivers that I just mentioned in man coverage. It's just, right. it's, you're just dumb as heck if you're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But Colin Johnson, I mean, you just, like, he's going to beat you some plays, but he's not going to change the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to change your defense to the point where you're like, ah, God, I have to do something about this, right? Right. And, and even at this point, I think we've seen Brendan Eagles do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that even underneath, we've seen teams have to shift to take, it, uh, to take account of Devin Duvernay. Yeah. On certain plays, I think you've even had to take account of Jake Smith. But you have not... You do not, if you are playing Texas, have to every single down take account of where Colin Johnson is on the field. You just don't. Right. And I mean, again, there's there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I don't want to be unfair to him. And this year, injuries have played a big part. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and <laughs> and and you know, when you talk about sort of the six six guy who plays like he's five eight, like I was mentioning a while ago, I mean, that's Colin Johnson. Yeah. And uh, anyway, again, I'm sorry, I did get on the Colin Johnson <laughs> soapbox, but um, no, I mean, it, I, and. He has the ability to impact games when he's really engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that Jeff Gladney's going to largely be able to take him out of the game. And But but the issue is that, again, all those other guys I mentioned, I mean, three other guys who can change games uh, on that Texas offense, and that, you know, I'm not even mentioning other guys, you know, like John Bird or Malcolm Epps and, and guys like that. I mean, there's just so many guys now. Mm-hmm. And and I think Ellinger's the best quarterback in the Big 12 right now, arguably, and and, you know, can take advantage of that. So... I just think that TCU is not going to be able to get after Ellinger on one end, and I think that TCU is not going to be able to get after that secondary on the other end. So mm-hmm. I just, to me, I just don't understand why this line has been so close. Right. Um, Hope I, you jumped on it when TCU was favored. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, I just think I really think that this is going to be Texas by ten. Sure. Or, you know. I, think I, so. I, I just don't see the again. I don't see the path. Like mm-hmm. Kansas showed me, hey, you know what? If you can get to that second if level, you can keep up. Yeah, if you right. can keep up with Texas offense, you got a chance. Like for example, I mean, and, and they'll get healthier by all means. But like when I, I I'm already very excited for this Texas Baylor game, right? Yeah. Like I think I'm that pumped for that too. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a really big battle between those two offenses, uh, and, and really to see what Baylor's defense can do against a very good offense. Um, but, you know, the thing that I look at, you know, I watched Baylor obviously play against, uh, who did they play last week? Oklahoma State last week. Mm-hmm. And you saw when Tyquan Thornton got to the second level, it was over. Hey, when you saw uh, when, when you saw Jamichael Hasey get to the second level, it mm-hmm. was over. And there's a small part of me that's like, man, when those two teams play, I think that could be curtains for that Texas yeah. defense. Good <laughs> so. God. It's going to be a lot of fun. Three weeks, three weeks. Three weeks, man, three weeks, three <laughs> weeks. But, uh, in fact, my mom has – I mean, obviously, I think that everybody knows by this one I'm a Baylor grad. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, not that it makes any difference to me when right. I'm watching sports. I mean, hell, I've gone to more SMU games this year than anybody because mm-hmm. they're so much fun. But, uh, but my mom has never, ever once been to a football game. 
and oh. I've covered football for seven years. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she's telling me like, oh, I want to go to one this year, and she wants to go to an SMU one because you know because they're good and yeah. like they're local, and she doesn't have to travel anywhere or anything yeah. like that. But then she's like, by the way, I'm busy. Every weekend, except for November twenty third, I'm like, that's not how that works. You have you, there's only a couple of these all year long, <laughs> and so, um, but November twenty third, and she did. So my mom went to Texas for three years, and then transferred once she got married to Chicago, um, okay. because my my uh, dad was doing residency in Chicago. So, <laughs> so she's a seventy five percent Longhorn. <laughs> so, so I told her that Baylor and Texas are playing on November twenty third. She's like. All right, I'll go to that game. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to be at that game. I mean, sure, that sure, game's sure. going to be off the wall, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, that's a that's a long tangent about a school that's not even playing this week. So anyway, thank you as always to everybody for for paying attention. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good week. I think uh, we're going to learn some things. I'm really I'm really curious to see how Texas responds. Yeah, because I mean it's. <sighs> is that was that the was that the oh god our season's really on shaky ground game right right where it's like okay now let's let's buckle up let's actually dig our feet in and let's you know or was it the smu tulsa game where it's just like that's you know that happened that was scary we gotta be more focused right yeah that was scary let's not have that happen again right um i don't know because if max duggan hasn't not even a great game an okay if Max game. Duggan throws for 200 yards or so, yeah. it's like, okay, he's only done that, what, like once this year? Right. <laughs> and it's like, all right, there's really some questions. I mean, there's obviously questions about the defense, but right. now you're playing a bad offensive team. Right. Like a one-dimensional bad offensive team. You're not yeah. playing – Kansas had the caveat of, you know, the mystery to Brett Deerman. <laughs> right. So – but now you're playing a team who can't move the ball. Right. If you – if TCU doesn't come out and, like – 10 times in the first quarter, throw the ball 30 yards down the field, then literally just fire Sunny Cumbie on the better get on 10 spot. targets in the first quarter. Right. Like, <laughs> like just, just fire Sunny Cumbie on the spot. Just, it's That's, over. It's, no, no more. Yes, they should be looking at some, nobody in that secondary. Nobody on that defense can cover Jalen Rager. Yeah. 10 targets immediately to see what they have. Yeah, yeah, no. It, honestly, we're going to learn a lot about, uh, about where Sunny Cumbie's at, too, after uh, this week. Good point, so. good point, good point. So, anyway, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, like I mentioned, I will be at Houston versus SMU. I will be at TC versus Texas. If you're going to be at one of those games, uh, holler. Uh, but I'm ready, man. It's a, yeah. a two-game weekend. Uh, my go. wife's out of town, which obviously sucks. But, uh, but you know, that means that only more football. It means that I can keep watching all day and night long. It doesn't matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the NBA's here. So, yeah, um, even better, man. Yeah. I'm, oh, God. I'm literally just going to watch sports all weekend <laughs> long. Oh, boy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong. Well, what, who who you got in uh, in the Charlotte Hornets versus my Chicago Bulls tonight? Uh yeah, I got the Bulls. I'm not, yeah, I really don't like the Bulls. Charlotte Hornets did this no, year, they, this off season. You mean you're not buying into Terry Rozier? <laughs> they replaced Kemba Walker with Terry Rozier. Oh man, that was their strategy, man. Yeah, that was a the thing they did. Oh man, no. What a Bulls. time to be alive. <laughs> what a time. Bulls are winning that easily. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, first one, Johnson, I'm Shahan Raj. You can find all of our work at textfootball.com. Please subscribe if you have not already. Textfootball.com slash subscribe. Again, like we mentioned, we had our state planning me- uh, meeting today. We're going to have a lot of the uh, premium content, so you're going to want to check all of that out. If you're a Texas Tech fan, you're going to want to keep an eye on the website on Thursday because I have a feature on Jordan Brooks coming out that I have put a lot of time into, so please read it. <laughs> and uh, again, all of our work at textfootball.com, Facebook, Dave Campbell's Football, Twitter at DCTF. Uh, make sure 
and check out the basketball magazine. Mm-hmm. TexasBasketball.com slash store is where you can purchase the basketball magazine. It should be out on bookshelves pretty soon. Very soon. I know a lot of people on Twitter are asking. It's, we don't control the trucks. You know, yeah. um, If you want to buy it online to make sure you get it, you can do that right now. Also, if you go to the website, you might be able to read some of the previews, if not most of the previews what? that are up right now. So you might even be able to read the cover story, You maybe? might be able to read the cover story. You might be able to read the secondary feature, both high school features oh, we did. I haven't read the secondary one as yet. Yeah, so written by Travis Bauer to the co- Brian College Station Eagle on Buzz Williams. Yeah. Um, basically, every written piece of content in the magazine is on the website right now. How about that? So, if you can't, if it's not in <laughs> stores yet and you don't have your copy through the mail, there you go, textbasketball.com. Look, Aggies, you always tell me that, that we hate your school. We wrote a big feature on your basketball coach, man. We went and got one of your best beat writers to do it. Yeah, we got <laughs> Travis Brown in the house, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks as always, everybody, for, for listening, and we'll talk to you again on Sunday.